Welcome back to the Mind of Monty podcast. Wow, you just gonna take my intro? Hi. You, you weren't ready. I was ready. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. Anyway, we're we're the Mind of Monty podcast. Obviously, I'm Mo. That's Monty G or Monty, however you want to say it. Doesn't matter. Um. Just Monty. Just Monty. It doesn't matter. Just you know the the person again. The person the show is named after. I'm the voice you came for. Okay, that was a little egotistical. But anyway, let's go. That was very egotistical. Wow. We're here today to talk about wrestling and things, New Japan, Um, some rumors. Not wrestling and things. It's mostly wrestling. You have to give the people something other than wrestling sometimes, you know? Maybe I want to drop a little factoid in there. Um, We're going to speak different languages at the end of this. There's, There's some, there's things. Don't say we. Go ahead. We. Is adios not a different language? Not really. At this point. Oh. <laughs> um, it's ingratiated in English at this point. Most of this country at least knows what adios mean, right? I oh, hope. yeah, yeah. I we, hope. We, we started not watching. Not really that foreign at this point. We started watching a new television series, so we're going to talk about that and, you know, other possible fun ideas. For not the that long. It's on Peacock, so I don't expect none of y'all to go out there and watch it with us. Unlike the last one. I know it sounds like I'm, I'm pooping on the show, but I'm serious. <laughs> it ain't got nothing to do with the quality of the show. I'm pooping on Peacock. Nobody wants to spend time on Peacock, including me. Even though I, I like, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Go ahead. <laughs> um. So, what do we call our listeners? Listeners? Listeners. We're going to start I got to come this. up with a name. Uh, I ain't got one. It was gonna everything. Everything I thought it was gonna be bad. I was so, gonna say maniacs, but that don't work either. Nope. Oh, okay. Because you know it's a mind, and we're out of our. It's fine. We'll we'll work on it. We'll work on it off script. Right now, we're gonna go into the new Japan. Well, yeah. Right now, we're gonna go into the new Japan Cup. My fans are manic. You're manic. I'm manic. Ah, okay. So I'm the problem. I'm the drama. You're you're one um, scrambled noggin. Yeah, fair enough. Go ahead. Let's get into it. Let's get into the cup. Well, I just I just introduced you. Go ahead and get into it. What Let's did you say? You updated just updated bracket. Oh, let me get the updated yeah, bracket. Yeah, don't worry about that. We're we're out. Anyway, I'll update you as we go. Before you, I mean, while you when you tell us about the bracket, it'll make sense because I'm talking about everything anyway. Well, then go shoot. Uh, right. Even though some less than than others, but. Everything is getting talked about. So where we left off last week in the New Japan Cup, uh, I think it was March 12th, uh, or at least, yeah, March 12th was the show that I watched to start this off. So we're going March 12th all the way to March 18th. So, uh, yeah, the whole they we're finishing the second round and we're starting the third round pretty much and getting close to those semifinals. The New Japan Cup is rolling along. So it was a lot of action and I just I'm focusing on the cup matches. It was a lot of great moments and things that happened in those warm up matches that I still watch cuz I I love New Japan that much. I do want to have a cuz the warm up matches give you a nice insight into it. Not only what's coming, but it adds heat to these tournament matches. So uh but and I can explain how uh as we go through this. But starting it off with Zack Sabre Jr. and Doki. So uh uh, this is a fun match, very very fun. Uh, mostly because Zach pushed Doki, made him uh fight as hard as he possibly could, and you know I, I love Doki, so 
it was just nice to see him go at it with the best. Even though we knew who were gonna win the match, knew was gonna win the match. It was cool to see Doki hanging there and fight hard. And Zach was proud of him after the match. They're stable mates, so it was all good competition. So it was cool. Great, great tournament match. Okan and Taiji. Oh man, this was really surprisingly technical. I thought Okan was just gonna dominate Taiji because he's way bigger. And you know, as a super junior versus a heavyweight, so you assume, you assume the big guy, the six three. Heavyweight in the great Okan is just going to dominate. But he just he out-wrestled him. Like, he technically, he was, like, grappling with him. Mm. <laughs> and, like, sub- using submission holes. And then, like, one of the best eliminators, which is basically his chokeslam finish I've ever seen. Which, again, Taji Shimura came really close. He, he fought really hard. But size. And, yeah, when the guy can just pick you up like that for his finishers, mm. this is going to happen. And uh, but no, it was really really cool, and uh, yeah, that means Zack Saber Jr. versus the Great Okan, and we'll get to that match soon. So anyway, moving on, ELP versus Will Ospreay. If you know anything about me, I love ELP, and I love Will Ospreay, and I love when they fight each other. They have a great uh little rivalry going there. I think they're tied now. Uh, I think it was three and two before this, and I think it's three and three now. Uh, spoiler alert: Will Ospreay definitely won this match. I don't know. It's not really a spoiler alert at this point. I think this is like the 14th, so I'm not really spoiling anything. Late. But anyway, I mean, well, yeah, I'm very late. But anyway, they both make the impossible just look so easy, man. How could you not want to see them go at it? And, you know, it's just as great as you as you would think if you know anything about these two guys. And, you know, their matches are just always competitive. And Phantasmo had an awesome comeback. And plus, you know, he finally built up the nerve to attempt the super kick. You know, he got exposed for, uh, you know, having the, the metal in there. And he finally attempted sudden death, uh, even though Osprey hit him with the hidden blade first. You know, so there you go. <clears throat> hidden blade or sudden death. And, you know, it was just awesome. It was an awesome hidden blade, too. So, yeah, it was a good finish. Uh, then Sonata went, took down Hanare in his first main event, um, uh, which, by the way, like I said, congrats to Toa Hanare for finally getting that spot. You know, I got to give him some props. He's been working hard. You know, he was in that young line position forever. And I was not even really young line. Like, he was past that because they gave him a character. But, you know, he never really won when he was in the babyface locker room and all of that. So, uh, it's cool. As you can see, heel turns are good, kids. Turn heel. No. Yes, no. turn heel, kids. No. Because when you're a baby face, you lose all the time. As soon as you turn no. heel, you're in the main event. That is anyway. a lie. Do not listen to him. Turn heel, kids. Anyway, uh, <sighs> by the way, Hanare did turn heel after Sonata beat him, if you remember. So, it was a nice little callback that that's who he's fighting here, uh, you know, because – Sonata pinned him, uh, you know, beat him with that roll-up like he beats a lot of people, and Hanari didn't take it well. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, we all knew that we were probably going to get Sonata, especially when you when you saw Will win. You all kind of knew that it was going to be end up we were going to end up with Sonata versus Osprey uh, in this situation. But Hanari gave him a good fight, and again, I was just happy that he was in that spot. Chase Owens got the win over Tiger match in a decent match. You know, and Chase Owens, I think this is the beginning of him basically saying he's a legend killer. You know, he beat Fujinami in the dome. And not really. Like, it was a it was a battle royal. Multiple people pinning Fujinami. But he's walking around saying he pinned Fujinami. He beat Tanahashi in this. And he beat Tiger Mask in this tournament. So, he's the legend killer, Chase Owens. 
Uh, <laughs> well, don't worry about that. I'll get to how we'll get to taste more later. <laughs> but anyway, uh, T, my boy Tonga Loa and Shingo had a really, really physical contest. Well, the crowd, by the way, was really into that match, too. And, you know, predictably, Shingo won again. But, you know, T is getting more and more comfortable fighting by himself in singles matches. And the crowd loved that match. And they really was rooting. They were hot. They didn't, I, don't know, I can't even say they was rooting for anybody because they were just into it, whether T won it or whether Shingo won. And, of course, Shingo won the match. Again, I will, I will repeat this line later. I'm just going to go ahead and get it out of the way now. Shingo could wrestle your grandmother, whoever, if you, anyone out here, if your grandmother's still with us, Shingo could wrestle her and make it awesome. I promise you, you'll be surprised. <laughs> you'll be surprised what your grandmother could do. <laughs> but anyway, oh, man. You'll be surprised. Like, Shingo's that right. good. That's all. That's my point. But anyway, I, I'll reiterate that later. And then we have Tama Tonga and Eva. All right, let's get to uh, oh. let's get to the nitty-gritty, right? Oh, well. Oh, man. Uh, I want to highlight, by the way. Beautiful long-term storytelling. This is why I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. For all the people out there who don't have a damn clue what I'll be talking about when we're doing these New Japan segments, I want you to understand that this segment right here, when you have this story, is why I watch this show uh, and why I love watching it. And, you know, by the way, if you remember uh, years ago, you remember, mm-hmm. Tonga Tonga uh, and Tonga Lord, they've been in the tag division a long time. Who's one of their biggest rivals? Evil and Sonata. Evil and Sonata, when they were a team with a big... Tom Tonga and Evil ain't never liked each other. No. Is my point here when I say this. I'm saying they've never liked each other. Always like, easy. Evil has maintained, even when they were supposed to be in the same faction, that they don't like each other. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and also, again, long-term storytelling. So you have that that element, the fact that when they were two teams, rival, or, you know, having rivalries against each other, that they never liked each other. You have... The added element that after Tama Tonga beat, uh, first of all, after he beat Okada in the G1, he basically just talked about this being the rebirth of Tama Tonga. Yeah. And, like, this would just be a new Tama Tonga going forward. And it's like, oh, okay, so what does that really mean? And then, you know, it, and it showed in that match. And it showed in this match against Evil. He had fire. Like, he was doing all the little typical babyface antics, getting the – the Japanese people behind him, the the crowd behind him, and like and having, man, he had him in a frenzy. By the way, like they wanted him to beat Evil so bad. Now, again, you could credit that to just how much people want Evil to lose because of the way he win now. But uh, yeah, man, he and he had him beat clean, guns done, middle of the rings over, and then of course, oh. Big Togo <laughs> pulled the referee out of the ring. Which set up that finish perfectly. We thought, you know, originally Taji Shimura and ELP ran down to save him, you know, because the rest of the torture chamber came down. Torture chamber, here we go with that again. House of Torture. Rest of the House of Torture. By the way, T called him the House of Horrors, so I, House of Horrors, so I can just call him everything. House of Horrors. House of Horrors. They can't be the House of Horrors, too. <laughs> no, they cannot. For that matter. Anyway. Uh, no, they cannot. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, That's what the House of Black is. The House of Horrors? Yeah. Where's your proof? Brody King. Anyway, I'm not going there. Anyway, let's let's uh like I said, the crowd was all behind. Then they then they killed the crowd when the House of Torture came out. And that that's when uh Taiji and ELP runs out and you think, oh yeah, they're saving Tama. And then nope. Taiji is just standing Tama up to get super kicked. Mm. Mm-hmm. Finally can use sudden death. 
He uses it against. Oh, he didn't land the one against Osprey, but he lo- you finally can land one on Tomatonga. So there you go. Uh, but yep, basically, you know, the whole club comes out. They two sweets over God's body, and yeah, they've exercised the Gorillas of Destiny. Tomatonga, who's a, an original OG. The BC OG, as a matter of fact. It wasn't, ain't no such thing as the terminology of a BC OG, of a Bullet Club OG. That's Thomas' phrase. He coined that. He did, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, oh, man. But but it, it, it you know what? After that, after Evil won the match with the with everything evil and all that, it was they weren't done. Because I, I skipped and told you that they basically exercised G.O.D., but I forgot to tell you. Chase, after they had already, because Jado had got rid of the House of Torture and uh, Taiji and uh, ELP, got rid of them with uh, with the kendo stick. Who comes out next? Chase Owens. Knee to the face to Jado. Takes him out. Just days. Or, like, if you remember, on the very first two days of the tour, he was calling Jado his guy. That's my boy and all that. Ah, you turncoat. Anyway, but then it did. It don't pet. All of that pales into the, in the comparison. Ugh. So when Fale comes out, oh. and you can just see Tama just reaching at his, like, really, this you, Fale? Like, you're not, you not turning on me, right? Me too. Anybody me but too. you. And then, exactly. He's like, you too. And then, it, like you mentioned, it happened on the 13th, but it could have happened on the 15th because that's just how perfect it went. They got, oh. they were betrayed by their own. Oh. And, uh, yeah. They cousin. Yeah, man. How? Like I'm I told I told I told you. Fale is family, pod. man. Fale is family. Not in this household. Fale be saying all that motivational stuff on Instagram. I was like, I gotta go unfollow Fale. You're not finna do that to your people. <laughs> you took it that seriously, go unfollow. Yes. Disrespectful. It's about the money or it's whatever not about it is. The money. I, guess. I don't know. I don't I didn't understand. I don't I, he hasn't really given an explanation. But he may have. I need to go look at the comments. And uh, see the comments from that night right there, and see if they if he expounded any more on it. But it really don't matter because right. you know the club it was it was up. You choose a side, and Jado through his loyalty, you know, uh, loyalty to Haku chose the boys, you know, and Gato like oh my God, Gato's the worst. He is <laughs> just a guy he was teaming with for thirty years in Jado. He just straight up hit him with brass knuckles, and he laughed. <laughs> and then he was like, "AAT mission accomplished." And I'm like, oh, "Oh my god, you're so petty! You're so petty! You're so petty!" Anyway, he's so petty. I love it though. It was a great moment. I don't care what anybody says. Beautiful match and great moment. Uh, you can say whatever you want about how Evil wrestles his matches. That is like the. I give you. I give it this. He. Uh, it's not always like this, but when when that when the story is there. Man, evil, evil still can can do what he do. You know, it, it's maybe in a completely different way that people don't appreciate, especially in uh, you know, Japanese wrestling culture, especially in New Japan wrestling culture. But it's nah. just certain things you don't do. Yeah, you're not you supposed. Just, you know, we don't. He does it, and he does those certain things match. every match. <laughs> it's certain things you don't do, and he do those he certain got things no honor. every match. No, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. No honor. So moving on to uh, Shima. See? Oh no, I, I I skipped. Not Shima. No, it's Shima. It's pronounced Shima. Everybody, I'm sick of these Americans. <laughs> I'm sorry, because they did it on AEW too. Look it up. I promise you it's pronounced Shima. I know I, it's C-I-M-A. I, but it's pronounced Shima, people. 
Now, I'm not doing it. I'm lashing out at you, but yeah, I'm not talking like to it. you. it feels like it. It has nothing to do with you. It's just it's the internet and what AEW, they kept doing it. I heard somebody else doing it. It's always, well, we don't. It's always us natural English speech because you know, Kevin Kelly got it covered. Thank goodness. We Suzuki. always say, see it and say SEMA. And I get it. But no. It's better than chemo, like chemotherapy. Kima. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody made that mistake. I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm again, I'm messing with people because I, I, I understand. But it's just, I, I don't know. If you know, you know. But anyway, it is what it is. It ain't no big deal. Uh, I was supposed to be talking about Minoru Suzuki and Hiromu. By the way, they only did like two holds in the whole match. It was a sleeper hole and the finish. That was it. Everything else was chops, punches. Like, they struck. Like, and I'm serious. I mean, watch Suzuki and Haram would just slap each other's chest repeatedly. They just beat the hell out of each other. And by the way, Suzuki beat the hell out of Haram most of the match. That's just usually how it goes with Suzuki. You don't, you know. But, again, another case of awesome long-term storytelling. Haram was tortured by this man when he was a young man. <laughs> And he just continued the torturing. I love what Suzuki told him. He was like, you could, you still thinking about what I did to you back then. You know why? It's because you're weak. <laughs> if you were strong, it wouldn't even matter. <laughs> but you're weak. That's You'll never like... beat me because you're weak. Who hurt him? <laughs> I he, love Suzuki, bro. He needs some sick. love in his life. He's a sadist. He's a sadist. He'll never get love in his life. Come on, exactly. He's a sadist. Anyway, but he used to beat the hell out of him as a young lion. He did it most of this match. And, and, you know, that pretty much stayed the same, in my opinion. That didn't change in this match. But it was just no grappling. This was just a fight, straight-up fight. And, like, Hiromu fought back to prove that, you know, again, I, I am not afraid. I'm on your level. And he ended up, won- he ended up winning the match. He out- ended up out-wrestling him with, like, one of the only wrestling moves in the match. So, there you go. Nice job, Hiromu. By the way, Hiromu, I think he hit everything he did out the park uh, so far. Uh, anyway, Shima, by the way, represented his Stronghearts faction. And, you know, by, he wrestled. He's wrestled everywhere. I was about to say wherever the hell he wrestled. That sounds like kind of disrespectful. He wrestles everywhere is my point. But he representing anyone who own, uh, who like considers Shima a representative of them. <laughs> he's doing it really well. Like, I promise you, like, he's just – uh, I I liked him when in, in the little time I seen him in AEW. So watching him in New Japan, seeing how well he just fit right in, and then knowing after I looked him up how much he's wrestled. Like, the, of course he's a Dragon Gate legend, but it ain't just Dragon Gate, man. He's been everywhere. So uh, shout out to Shima for killing it in this tournament. And you know he he I was so surprised he beat Goto, Goto, man. I know Goto don't usually like Goto. Everybody they used to, like you said they said the G. And G1 was for Goto? Well, it ain't no G in New Japan, Cook. Because he, like, he lost every one of them he'd ever been in. No. Right? It ain't no G in <laughs> so, no. But I still was surprised. I'm saying that to say I still was surprised that Goto lost here. Because, you know, again, you know, Shima, newer face when it comes to New Japan fans. So I wouldn't expect him to beat Goto. But I actually was after I found out who the hell Shima was going to have to fight. He's going to have to fight whoever won out of Okada. And Tai Chi. And I was like, okay, oh, yeah, no, go, we're not going to have yeah. Goto and Okada. No. But anyway, Okada and Tai which we've had, we've had it before, but I just doubt they'll go down that road right now. Okada and Tai Chi went at it, and it was really, really competitive. The most competitive, I think, Tai Chi has been with Okada probably. Uh, and, uh, you know, Tai Chi obviously the underdog here, and we all love underdogs. But, you know, 
Mako Sadamore of NXT UK is the final boss. If it's anybody that I can say is the final boss of New Japan, it's Okada. So that that just lets you know right there what's going on. He, you know, he beat him. <laughs> By the way, gotta give Yoshihashi some bleeping love. I, I come to this podcast all the time. I told you guys on many different occasions how he is. You know, he's been this. He loses all the time. Ah, oh, you don't take Yoshihashi too seriously. Well, God damn it, has he? He's improved. He's hella improved in the ring. And his status in New Japan has improved. Like, you take him more and more seriously now. And the fact that I even entertain him having a chance against Jeff Cobb, you know what I mean, just shows that improvement. So, you know, and then he targeted Cobb's knee that whole match. It was just, He had a perfect strategy. He did a he did a destroyer. I was about to call it a Canadian. This is a Japanese destroyer. He did it. You know, and Yoshihashi don't really do the most flashiest move. He pulled those out when he need to. And this was a situation where he felt like he needed to. But, you know, he went all out. But, you know, going all out is not enough to deal with that strength. And we know, come on. Explosiveness, Jeff Cobb's middle name should be, I mean, it'll sound weird, but he's it should be explosive. <laughs> it should be Jeff Explosive Cobb. Jeff explosive but that sounds weird, Cobb. too. So it just don't really work. Either way it go, like I said, I loved how the Empire was just shocked how by how well Yoshihashi was fought. Because everybody was. I was shocked. I was like, damn, he might be Jeff Cobb. He but, won a title. Exactly. But that's a, as a tag champion, I still don't expect him to go in there and do, win a fight like that with Jeff Cobb. He picked Jeff Cobb up like he was nothing. I was like, yo, Josh can pick Jeff Cobb up? I didn't even know that. But anyway. Shout out to Yoshihashi, man. Like he he is now someone you have to take seriously. He actually, and that was one of the things where I told you I can tell. Like I've been watching them long enough now. When people who lose, who lost a lot, start to show heart, I actually was I was so proud. I was proud of him. I was like, I know you weren't gonna beat Jeff, but I was so proud of your. Yeah, effort. we we've been we've been some places with Yoshihashi. If you remember, it, it was uh, some dark times. They were making. Uh, it was pretty bad. Genitalia references. Oh man, don't even get me started on what the heels used to say about. Him. <laughs> don't even get me started. It ain't even fair. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Yoshihashi. I lo- uh, I'm so so good to see you finally getting some love. Uh, and you know, Naito uh, advanced on. He's gonna meet Jeff Cobb after a really good match with the Ace man. And you know, Tana missed that high fly flow, and Naito got that quick pin right after. And you know, Tana was t- Tana Hashi, the legend, of course was teasing that he was going to, uh, like, the night before that, he was hitting the high fly flow, trying to show Naito what to worry about. And I'm like, now that I think about it, he really shouldn't have did that because, <laughs> like, as soon as he missed it, he was rolled up and it was the match was over. And I'm just like, so Naito played him because Naito had that little smirk on his face right after he rolled him up. So he baited him right into it. So, unfortunately for Tanahashi, he lost to uh, – the student this time because it was so kind of it was really cool to me to hear Naito call him Tanahashi Senpai like it was, that was kind of cool, but anyway, uh, I'm I'm gonna leave my little that was a little mark out statement there. I'm gonna leave that out. <laughs> Tanahashi had moments where he just had I mean, it looked like he had he was gonna win the match and with him you never know because he can beat anybody, but uh, you know I think that made the match even better. The crowd was didn't matter what was going on they didn't even, they hadn't even touched and the crowd was clapping, so. And right now, clapping is there, you know, screaming and everything else. So I can't wait, though. The crowds, you can tell. These shows are starting to feel like the old New Japan shows because they're starting to allow a little bit more people in. 
When I tell you that energy, you can just tell the difference when they have more people. Even though they're just clapping now. They're not even allowed to emote. I told you someone was breaking rules. They definitely was emote. was like, ooh, they definitely was ooh and it on. But mm-hmm. I leave we gonna we gonna let that slide. All I have to say is I cannot wait until they can turn back into like that pre do you remember the energy of them shows? Like it's been so long, I think I've almost forgotten how it feels yeah. to actually f- Listen to all those, you know, the chants. Like, they clap names. Like, when Haramu was winning, they'd be like, Haramu, Haramu. Like, they'd be clapping it instead of you saying can, it's, it. It's like electricity but, running over your skin. Yeah, I mean, but like, it's like, really, like, they, they, they're they really great at that. Because it's a slow build, usually. Like, as the match continues to get better, they get louder, usually. It gets more and more riled, riled up. It's not that constant... Screaming fest that we have uh, over here, which is what it is. is. Well, don't even get me started on that chant. But yeah, uh, but anyway, great stuff by, uh, of course, two legends. But then that sets up who? Jeff Cobb versus Naito again. Those two really like fighting each other. (laughs) See, like they run into each other a lot, right? No matter if it's a tag division or what else, they run into each other. Anyway. Ocon, my guy, by the way. Oh man, Oda, you he's he's really just moving up on my top, on my list of people people I love watching. When his music hit, I watch his whole interest just because I like watching it. <laughs> like I love Oda. I love the great Ocon. He is great and again, another technical masterpiece from the six three monster type character. Like he is not anything like what I what you would expect when you look at him. Like, he is just unbelievable in the ring. He was going hold for hold with Zack Sabre Jr. This is Zack, the best technical wrestler in the world. And I'm not just saying that. He tells you it every time he speaks. Like, like he was wrestling Zack's style, like, literally going back and forth with him. But, you know, like I just mentioned, and it was just like the match in the G1 because he hung with him in that match too. But, and for a moment there, it looked like he had Zack... Like he was gonna uh, make Zach pass out, but just like I said, he was wrestling who style, Zach style, and who you think gonna submit you first? <laughs> you think you gonna submit Zach first, or you think he gonna submit you first? Ooh, yeah, always Zach wins. always get you first, and it was the beautiful arm bar, the same way he got Shingo. Uh, so yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Zach, come on, man, he's he's amazing, he's amazing. Uh, Will versus Sonata, like I said, another hell of an athletic contest. Uh, really all the way up into that shooting star press spot that I think we basically placed is probably the actual moment where that orbital bone of Sonata's got injured. Uh, and, uh, they kind of just went straight into the finish after that, you know, and I, so I think it was kind of rushed. That match was nowhere near as long as I probably expected it to be from them two. So, you know, I think what happened was they probably called an audible and went until the uh, finish a little early. And then, you know, the brutality, even though you can kind of see, in my opinion, that Will was still protecting them even past the, like, even when they were getting, when Red Shoes finally decided to ring the bell, it, it wasn't, he wasn't really trying to uh, make it any worse. Uh, but, man, what a what a great thing. And I think I saw some people who really didn't, I saw some people who, took the opposite route that I'm about to take. See, I when I look at it, I thought, oh, okay, well, worst case scenario, uh, I don't. I, hopefully, it's a clean break because I know how these orbitals, I know how these face things can go. First of all, nobody want to get anything in the head, any type of injury in the head. But uh, if it like, am I right? Like, if it's a clean break, he'll be back soon. 
Yes, but that is. But if it's bad, he could be. If it's not a clean break, it can he could it could be a while. Yeah, Am I wrong or is there, it okay? There are so many bones that make up the eye socket. Like you have, I don't want I don't want to put a number on it because I'll be wrong if I say like five. I feel like it's like at least four or five, maybe more than that. Bones that make yeah. up the eye socket. So if you're fracturing multiple bones, if you just fracture your cheekbone and that's fine, that'll fix. But like right. if you're getting deeper into the the cavity and all of that stuff. It gets tricky to try to heal that, yeah. yeah it's going to take some time. So uh, that's all the term, uh, you know, going to be the term. They haven't released a timetable or anything, but they did confirm that he broke that orbital bone. I'm just hoping for clean, for something, like you said, cheekbone, something clean, so he could be back sooner than later, of course, because I think him and Osprey could have a nice, interesting little feud over the U.S. title, depending on where they want to go uh, and what Osprey is doing. Uh Either way, either way it go, it would be a great setup for a few down the line, even if it takes longer than, you know, what I'm hoping for. Anyway, Shingo versus Chase Owens uh, was next uh, on my list. And by the way, I told you, I tell we, I as someone, if you guys keep up with the Dublin R podcast, if not, I just want to let you guys know I love Carmelo Hayes. He's the single most, like he's the most incredible part of that show. Every time. And he has this saying that goes, Melo don't miss. The world needs to recognize that Shingo don't miss. And it's just like I told you guys with the uh with the grand with your grandmother, it doesn't matter who's in there. And I'm not gonna take away from Chase. I gotta give Chase some credit too, because Chase really, really did good. They both said before this match they could beat the other in five minutes. Well, Shingo started. He was like, Yeah, I'll be chasing five minutes. Chase got pissed, dropped the uh, pile dropped him on a chair. Was like, no, nah, I'm gonna beat you in five minutes. That's the story. I love it. It's simple, but it works so well because Shingo came in with an injured neck, and that's all Chase Owens did was try to hurt Shingo's neck and make it worse. And it was just so smart. And, like, it, you know, and it set Shingo up for one of the best comebacks. He just has an awesome comeback in general because he's unstoppable once that train gets rolling. Mm -hmm. But, like, this was just really, really nice. And, like, he he's so good. Like, he, like here we go again with Shingo giving us another banger. And it's like, he does this all the time. So, it's like, I I, I don't know. I, I'm all, I almost take him for granted. But, like, moments like, matches like this is when I realize, okay, no, nah, he's just, he's just, he's sick. He's so good, and he sold his neck injury so well throughout the match that when he did, he gave Chase a superplex. And the way he sold it made me win. Because it looks like cause Shingo was Shingo was doing the whole like like you know uh apparently uh in wrestling when you have something wrong with your neck uh it's like you get unlimited stingers. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, everything. So he was just he was like he was getting electrocuted after he gave it. He sold it perfectly after he uh landed on his back for the suplex. But anyway, it was this was really cool. This was great, you know, and uh Shingo is just so good. He sold it perfectly. He and uh, this was just a good look too for both guys because Chase, you know, for a while there, I'm not gonna say he was Yoshihashi level, but in the Bullet Club, you pretty much knew when Chase was in the ring, he was probably when he was there, you probably thought he was gonna get pinned, especially years ago. Yes. You know, before he slimmed down, before he got in some shape and all that, and the way he's been wrestling these last year or so. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so this is a really good look for him and. Uh, he, he definitely held up his end of the bargain, in my opinion. 
And uh, last but not least, you guys, another emotional roller coaster. Again, Evil gets killed for the way he m- works his matches now. And I understand. It's not, like you said, no honor in it. It's predictable. All of it. I understand every diss that you have for the way Evil wrestles now. But as someone that can be honest, I call him a piece of shit so much. Like, literally every match I, I call Evil that. He's doing a great job then. Because <laughs> he's supposed to do that. We're supposed to not like him. We're not supposed to like His name is Evil One. We're beating that point into the, into the ground that his name is Evil. But we're not supposed to like him. We're not supposed to like Dick Togo. His name is Dick. This is another thing with these <laughs> names. They're, they're literally telling you in the name. Yujiro's a Tokyo pimp. Yeah, he is. Show is the murder machine. They, they don't want you to like them. <laughs> So don't get don't sit around and complain when you don't like something they do. They're doing that on purpose because they don't care. But anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, you can say whatever you want about the way those matches is, but when it's done right and when it's a story behind it, you know, because we know he's gonna cheat. We know the predictable interference is coming, and this time it wasn't from the rest of the House of Torture. It was mostly just Dick Togo, but still, we knew the interference was gonna come. But, man, he told a great story with his facial expression. Like, every time Hiromu kicked out, when they were cheating him towards the end, Evil was getting more and more pissed. He was just like, what the hell? Like, I'm doing everything. Like, they did a magic killer. They did all, they did all the, everything they could to take Hiromu out, and he just kept getting up. And you know how I am as an LIJ fan. I'm biased. Anytime an LIJ member gets some revenge on Evil, it's cathartic. <laughs> it's just cathartic. That's how it feels great. And you know what made this feel even better? Hiromu beat him with everything is evil. <laughs> oh my god. He took his finisher. Like, oh, it was beautiful. It not, made evil knock Dick Togo off. Worked uh, you know, set him up, hit him with the everything is evil, pinned him and then taunted him after the match and told him torture chamber evil is nothing. <laughs> like oh. you're a toast. You're done. <laughs> like, yeah, I already whooped your little boy over there. Show. And then like Chris, like Chris Charlton and them was like, oh uh, man, maybe y'all, maybe you hit your name to, uh, like Kevin Kelly, yeah, like maybe y'all hit y'all, uh, you know, wag to the wrong guy, you know, because Tom Tonga had him beat too, and then he and he said then he just lost to a junior heavyweight, and I love how Chris corrected him like, nah, he lost to Hiromu Taka, and I'm like, you got that right. Respect on That's, his name. He, yes, he did lose to Hiromu Takahashi because that Hiromu don't play. And he is not a junior. He is Hiromu. Because he could beat anybody. No matter matter what's going on. He could beat anybody. It doesn't matter what the weight is. He beat Suzuki. Did Evil really think he had a chance? He just beat Suzuki. Well, Evil always got a chance because he got... He's going to cheat. Let me me hype up my guy, okay? No, go ahead. I'm just saying he has a chance, but go ahead. You done took the momentum out of it now. (laughs) You said did he think he had a I was chance? I was gonna go on you the whole screw. I was gonna go on the whole situation of how Hiromu finally fought his demon off. You know, he started he started being sure of himself now that he didn't got that that big spider named Suzuki off his back and then you just, <laughs> just oh he, he's gonna cheat. He's always gonna have a chance. <laughs> Let me tell you about the bracket. Uh, my fault. I can't apply logic. No, logic does not exist here. So next next up on the twentieth, what is what is today? Yeah. The twentieth of March, we're gonna have Okada and Shima. Okada and Shima. Shima. I said Shima. Then we're gonna have Shima. Naito and Jeff Cobb. 
Is that what people be doing? They be saying SEMA? On the 21st, it is a C. It makes a C sound to Americans. That ain't, that ain't really? No. That's how we was taught. Yes. I thought C made a sound. It changes. Far, a C, a C is the sound. You don't say a sauce. He is a sound whore, okay? No, I got you. I already know. I'm being petty. Yeah, why you missing? Stop being me, facetious. Man? I'm trying to run down this card. Next <sighs> up, we got Will versus Zach yes. on the 21st. Will versus Zach Save Jones. And then we got Hiromu versus Shingo mm-hmm. on the 21st. We got yep. Lij versus Lij. We got we got Will and Zach. You know they got they got history. Yes. Zach broke Will's nose last year. Yeah. It's, it seems so. like it's going to be a fun uh, quarterfinal. Is this quarterfinal? Because it's four this, people. Th- oh, no. It's a semifinal. A semi, semifinal. Because no, semi. after that, then it's the finals. Yeah. 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 We just in the quarter. The third round was the quarter. No. I think. Or, is, or is it the quarter? It's no, the quarter the 27th finals. ain't going to be to the finals. So that makes sense. Cause they got one, and then that they got sense. that one. I was right. Don't, yeah, you right. Don't doubt. Don't make me doubt myself. You the one who started it. What you talking about? You doubted yourself. <sighs> what am I in this relationship for if it's not for you to build me up? You know. I didn't know. I'm not gonna answer no question. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, that is that. I just is know the, people left. That is the uh, new Japan. No, no, we're not done. I got a couple matches that you have to see here. Oh, go ahead, which then. Speak on it. Basically, it's just Doki and Zack Sabre Jr. Told you why earlier. Will Ospreay and El Fantasmo. Always watch it. Tom Tonkin Evil. Told you why earlier. Please check that out. Hiromu and Suzuki. Yeah, they fought. Not one wrestling move. So you're going there for, if you like wrestling, don't necessarily go to that, maybe. But then again, if you like wrestling, go to that because it was violent. Anyway, uh, Yoshihashi and Jeff Cobb. Come on now. Give Yoshihashi his views, y'all. Stop playing now. Give Yoshihashi his views. Anyway, Okan, Zack Sabre Jr., Technical Masterpiece, Shingo and Chase, awesome story. Hiromu and Evil, awesome story. All right, that's it. Let's get it out of like like at the end of the day, like you said, New Japan Cup. I just spent another I spent another another time, another 40 minutes now talking about it, but I don't have no problem doing that because if you remember last show, I only broke down two. I just went through what? Huh. Let's see. 12, 13, 14, 15. They took the 16 out. 17, 18. That's six shows. Six shows in 40 minutes is actually a great average. What's next on the list? Well, next we're gonna talk about this new show that we're we're interested in. Um, it's called what is it called? Bust Bust down. down. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I think I said that properly. It is hilarious. So follows. First of all, it's TVMA, so that that they 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 dropping niggas like it ain't nothing. And when I say that, I mean the actual word. The word, nigga. <laughs> um, a lot of cussing. Yeah, very very uh, adult. It, so it's not like. Uh well, hell, Peacemaker was like that. They weren't saying that, but they were saying they were cussing. So we are never mind. The last thing we did was basically radar. So go ahead. It centers around four friends that work at a casino, and it's about all the mischief and mayhem that they get into. 
Do you want to like break down the first episode or? I mean, yeah, we can go into it. All right. So there was a lot of molestation oh. at work. <laughs> Sexual harassment. The whole point of the show was molestation. I get and, and see now you gotta explain how the hell they made it funny because I don't know why you had to explain <laughs> it like that. Why you had to lead with that? That is that was the basic premise of the first episode. But you you know you could have started off with like oh yeah they're they're pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know what example you. No. Had. The funny stuff didn't start until he got raped. Uh huh. Because it wow. started. The episode Everything. started with him getting sexually assaulted. Pretty much. It started off with like a little brief introduction into the characters, but not much. Like you said, you got to know them pretty much after that that moment, because like you said, the whole episode was centered around what was he supposed to do when his boss, uh, like you said, molested him, and, uh, <laughs> and most the- of it, you know, yeah, what he got killed a lot for not hitting the dude. <laughs> Which again, this is fun. like you keep laughing without explaining why it's so funny. I I feel bad. I don't think we give you this episode the explanation in need. I really want you guys to watch it for yourself because it's hard to explain why it was so funny because the way it was done was funny. Okay, let me let me tell Go you about the, let me tell you about the serious theme that that it touched on. Right, because it actually did touch on some profound stuff. So in in our society, men are told that they cannot get uh, sexually assaulted if a man touches you inappropriately. You just fight him. Yes, you're and you're supposed to throw those hands. If a if you are a child and a female touches you inappropriately, then you have game. Yeah, if you're a little boy, if you like thir- basic, and don't say child like that because he wasn't five or six, but. It's the same. It's in the same vein. Like you, fourteen years old, but your adult, your mama's friend or whatever. She she did some sexual things to you. Well, some people are are literally in that situation where they grown as men and they don't realize. Well, hold on, because that's basically what one of the other characters, Chris, in the show, realized. Like, whoa, this. It took him a while after talking to everybody because everybody was telling him, "No, nah, man, that's not that's not game. That's <laughs> she raped you, bro." <laughs> Yes. And we're not supposed to be laughing about it, but you got you to gotta see it in the context. The context is he, he does not believe it. So he goes around in inappropriate yeah. places asking people their opinion on it. And mm-hmm. when they tell him the truth, he like he don't want to hear the truth. No, nah, he, he was in denial um, until the end. And basically. then you got the whole issue of, well, if, I'm, if this is a person that's in a higher position than me, how do I report this? You go to HR, HR don't really care. That. By the way, HR is Freddie Gibbs. So there you go right there. You know what Freddie Gibbs' logic was. You should have hit him. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you ain't hit that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Freddie was like immediately like that. And then he pointed, like you said, another great thing of how, because this happens to women all the time. You go to HR, you complain, you tell them that it happened, and they be like, oh, well, they don't necessarily say it the way Freddie said it. <laughs> but... They basically put you off and be like, oh, well, this investigation is going to do this and take time and blah, 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 yeah, blah. And you happens. even mentioned that a lot, sometimes, depending on who the person was that did it. And if it's your boss, like, if you, if it's your boss like it was in this case, yes, you get fired. You get fired. You got wrong, then they'll get rid of you. It's like, oh, it's he, say, it's he say, she say, and then, you know, they're going to take Detrimental, the Detrimental, whatever. Yeah, all types of stuff. Exactly. Just to get you away from there. Because you said something. So it touched on some serious stuff, but it did it in a very, very funny way. And it, it it also found a way to kind of make you think a little bit. 
even though, you know, maybe the payoff could have been. But I think the payoffs proves that it's comedy. Yes. I think, too. Don't because spoil it. I'm not going to spoil what happened towards the end of the first episode. But I'm telling you, go check it out. Uh, you know what? I, I shitted on Peacock earlier. So it's funny that I'm telling you to go check it out now. It's like, how are you going to do that? It's only uh, on if, Peacock. It's on Peacock. So... I'm only complaining about Peacock so much is because they don't they they don't really have much else. So they're it was trying. cool to they find. The whole mayor show. They're they are trying. trying. To, they're trying to be funny. They are trying, but whatever. better than Netflix. And and maybe they are right now, but I'm not finna. Uh, I again, oh, I don't know how many. Them? I don't know how many of you guys have it. If you have the WWE Network, you do have it. If you're in America, if you have Peacock and you're watching WWE pay per views, and you know you into stuff like that, you want to laugh, chuckle, you know, check that, check it out. I think it was I think it was funny, and again I'm a fan of Freddie Gibbs' music. So seeing him act, and like I told you, he's hilarious anyway. Like interviews, all of that. If you just listen to Freddie, he gonna crack you up. So you know, seeing him act now, he talked about that. He said that was the next move for him. That he was gonna get into Hollywood. So uh, I think it'll be perfect for his personality. So good on him, and I, I like what they're doing so far. I'm gonna continue to check it out. Uh, the clips I've seen from the next episode is gonna be great. So we'll give y'all maybe even maybe I'll take some notes, give y'all even a better review, so we won't have to do it straight from memory. <laughs> oh, because memory yeah. will just have you laughing. Go ahead. Me- yeah, memory have me chuckling without explaining to you guys well what happened. So yeah, now we're gonna we're gonna move into rumors of the week. What what is going on? What has happened? Um, anything interesting? Anything spicy? Well, first of all, I have uh. You know, I this is not really rumors. Right now, it is it's being moved around as news. So uh, I'm going to try to uh, – I don't have a news voice. I was going to lie. I don't have one. But anyway, according to a new report from That's Mike Johnson – That's a news Johnson, voice. <laughs> you're supposed to let me just do it. Oh, okay. According ahead. to a new report from Mike Johnson of PWI in, – God damn, it's PW Insider. It ain't PWI. Insider. It's PW Insider. Yes, PW Insider. Yeah, who cares? Anyway, Pro Wrestling Insider. Multiple sources within the company have confirmed to him that Cody Rhodes has signed a new contract with WWE. 10 to 14 days ago, he continues on to say the current plan is for the former AEW man to debut WrestleMania weekend with early speculation being that he will report to Monday Night Raw. So, Again, I will reiterate, I believe it when I see it. Even though this has been, like, confirmed. Like, people are walking around with it. He's going to be there. It's over. And it is, again, when I see him, cool. And I don't, not that I don't agree don't agree with you, Mike Johnson. You're probably telling the truth. You definitely got information that I don't have. The thing is, is that I, pro- I got rumors from just Monday talking about how he had offers from a whole lot of people. So now you're saying he's been signed for 14 days. Just proving to you that when I'm telling you guys about these rumors, don't nobody know, Jack. That's going to be my new line before I go in my rumor setting. Forget forget me giving you guys disclaimers. This is the disclaimer. Don't nobody know nothing, okay? And there you go. Don't nobody know anything. I'm going to say, I had a lot of negatives in that other one. Don't nobody know anything. No one knows anything. No one, no uh-uh. one. We didn't come no in for that. We didn't come in for that. All right, I'm sorry. I can't say. Anyway, sorry, you guys. According to Fightful, <laughs> this is a rumor now, <laughs> Cody Rose has multiple offers 
on what? the table for multiple pro wrestling companies. Where? Apparently, one AEW EVP last week believed Cody is WWE bound. Well, we know who And they said was. he's going to wrestle Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 38. We know who out here flapping his gums while he at home. Who? Kenny. <laughs> what? Kenny? What? Kenny's, Kenny's doing his thing. By the way, shout out to Kenny, man. Kenny Kenny could, Kenny could be having like eight surgeries right now, but he's doing them one at a time. I don't blame you, bro. Ain't nobody trying to be under the knife like that. Because he, he, he just did something. And now he got a hernia he got to fix. I'm just like, God, damn, A herniated kid. disc in his back God, or like damn, a hernia Kenny. in a his... A sports hernia. So, they didn't, they, they, didn't, they didn't go any further detail other than sports hernia. That's, that's not in his back then. That's in his groin. Yes, but he's he's been fighting with it for three years. So, it's, it's, it might as be just as bad. It's, it might be the worst... Got some, got some bowels It might be the worst shit ever, most likely, if you've been fighting with it since you were in... Not even in AEW, damn near. Technically, technically, they usually don't grow in size. Um, and he's probably. I just had only, I can only life. imagine the pain. Like you gotta. There's no pain. Really? So he's just fine. Yeah, depends on if some some of his small intestine or large intestine pushes through. Either way it goes, he's been banged up a long time. Glad he's taking care of that. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a doctor. I don't know jack. So, not even gonna pretend to understand. Uh, Ringside News were told that Raw is the worst mess it's ever been. That was Monday. Even though I've heard people tell me that they like these Raws of the last few weeks. Oh, so it's a hot mess. I don't know. But they maybe they mean backstage. What you mean they need to stop? Oh, no, no, no. That's not what I mean. I was I was reacting to something else. Uh, why are you reacting to something was, else on was, the mic? It was WWE related. Anyway. All these t-shirts. What kind of Title is this? What is this garbage? What no one, garbage? no one can see what you're talking about. Oh, <laughs> that's fair. No, no one, one can, can see. see what I'm talking about. Anyway, Vince McMahon was extra hands on with Friday Night SmackDown this past week. That's what led to a number of changes in the show throughout the day. Uh huh. Okay, he runs it. That's not nor- that's not abnormal, really. But <sighs> Fightful says Scorpio Sky's TNT title win was planned as far back as late 2021. And Cody Rhodes' departure had nothing to do with that. Do you know how far back late 2021 is? December. December. Yeah. That's like three months months ago. ago. Three, four months ago, yeah. That's not that long. Bala Ba has finished up with Impact. No, no, no. He's done. Stop, stop. We're going to stop trying to make it seem like they had this crap booked out years in advance. Hey man, he he hey he just they just being honest with you. This ain't new. This ain't nothing. All new. right, go ahead. This ain't nothing. Whatever. New. That's real convenient. <laughs> Your daily Coley Rhodes update on Tuesday. Wrestle Observer. Uh, the rumors was that Rhodes versus Self is still listed internally. I could have swore I told y'all that last week. Anyway, WrestleMania as of last Friday. As of last Friday, it was still listed on the WrestleMania uh, internally, basically. Dave Meltzer has a it sense means- that Dave Meltzer's sense was that what played out on Raw last night means Cody is probably still in, but not a lock. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think he was, he's talking about, like, Seth and Kevin Owens fighting for the host, uh, fighting to see who's going to host. Austin, I think Seth lost that too, or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Uh, either way it goes, it, it's be, 
the the uncertainty around Seth's future is because they not they're really he's this literally is life imitating like wrestling is imitating life right now. Seth Rollins is uncertain about his WrestleMania future because they are uncertain according to that rumor Babe. about Cody being there. Go ahead. It sounds like someone has a sticky note on their desk that says Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins question mark, and that's what he is running with. He saw it on there one day, and he was like, "It's it's 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 internal, it's internal." It's on somebody. That's really desk. all it takes. All it takes is one of his sources to see something like that and tell him, "Oh yeah 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 yeah." Yeah, that's all it takes, really. Believe it yes. or not. There doesn't to be there doesn't appear to be any heat on Ridge Holland for Big E's broken neck, says PW Torch's Wade Keller. I mean, it better not be. I mean, it is what it is. He handled himself well after after the incident. Yeah, he's a professional. Keller sources told him it was being treated as accident happened. Yeah, because all right, all right, Accidents all right, Keller. Happen. All right, y'all. I don't know why. I, I don't care what the fans get on their on their social media and say because they hurt Big E got hurt like. Duh, it was going to go that way. It better. He didn't do anything wrong. It, those things happen. On Sunday night main event podcast, Meltzer says WWE wants to put the Steiner brothers in the Hall of Fame. But it depends on whether or not Scott will agree. I heard that they didn't even want Scott. <laughs> but they said, but I guess the, the, the real report is they want Scott. But if Scott say no, they just going to put Ricky in. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Y'all can't just do that. You can't just put Ricky in. Even if Scott ain't there, put them both in there. And let Rick read something his brother wrote or some stuff. I don't know. Like I don't. I don't like that. Anyway, especially for y'all company because you know I'm not. I'm not saying put Scott in there individually either because Scott's best individual run was not really under y'all. But y'all own WCW. Y'all y'all own WCW people. Out the whole NWO is in the Hall of Fame, right? Mm-hmm. All right, then uh, my whole case is gone. Yes, Scott got to be in there. I don't care. You know, he may not, you know, like y'all like that. No more, you know, he don't like y'all. He never, he don't. We know that relationship is gone, but, uh, you know, why not? It's up to him, though. Anyway, don't you film some vignettes for Elias' return? I knew you would like yeah. that. Mm. Fightful Select uh, said this, but their source also told <laughs> Fightful that it don't mean nothing. <laughs> it don't mean anything. Because until four firm plans are set, so they have all these vignettes, but they don't have no plans, yeah, so it don't matter. You know what the they also plans they are? also plan to change his name. You know what the plan? But it's are? not known what that was. So go for him to get vaccinated. No, I'm joking. You know they don't care anymore. I was gonna say yeah. That's why he's coming back because nobody cares. I don't know if he coming back. They don't have any plans for him. anyway. Oh, no, 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 they don't. Which yeah, is which is for the best because he'll just get injured. Wow. Yeah, you, I, you remember years ago? I, I felt like, bad oh, for the dude. Walk with the lions, and then now I'm like, eh. Yeah, you wrong, man. Look at you. I felt bad for the dude because he's like, God dang, at least put him on. I mean, have he has he ever even had a run? No, no, he has not. They right. used him because he can talk, and you know he had. I guess the, he can play a guitar know, but, somewhat. Yeah, but they. He's never had a run, so I kind of had felt sorry for him, but it is what it is. We'll see what happens with Elias. Uh, former Ring of Honor Women's Champion, Roxy, has now officially signed with WWE. Uh, per PW Inside, it's not just per PW Inside. You go to her they Twitter. They have a whole picture. You go to, I say, you go to her Twitter. She's literally in, uh, yeah, in the Performance Center gear. Uh, 
Wow, Dave Meltzer said on Wrestling Observer Radio that Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins is definitely the plan for WrestleMania. Ringside News says whatever Cody and WWE have going on is being kept top secret in the company. <laughs> so basically, they just confirmed in a later rumor that I, what I've been telling you guys. Nobody knows weeks, anything. They don't know shit. Anyway, uh, so yeah, they don't know anything. PWSI says Batista will be in attendance for Undertaker's Hall of Fame induction, but his induction ceremony is more likely going to be in Los Angeles next year. I guess that's a good fit. I don't mind that. They also say Kane is going to be at WrestleMania this year. I mean, I'm also not surprised by that either. He's Kane. He's not Mayor Kane. I didn't say anything. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking to them. I'm talking to everybody out there who's thinking what I know they thinking. Oh, yeah. Well, I know, they, I know they some they people heard say, that like, I don't want to see They may him. say Mayor Kane. They said it before. They're not going to. We'll see. Right, it depends on if he in a suit or if he in gear. It's WrestleMania, bro. The old heads always come out here. That's not, it yeah. ain't no big deal. They gotta go parade the around. Old heads come it's out. in Texas. I mean, he's in Tennessee. Well, whatever. Anyway, Taker will be there. So, why? Yeah, that's another thing. Taker going to Hall of Fame. I never didn't think Kane was gonna be there. I just thought about right, that. His, I understand he went inducting him, that's but his brother. Yeah, I never not never thought he wasn't gonna be there. Anyway. Oh my God! We can expect a Raw star NXT every week going forward. Okay, Bob Ziggler, because they had Ray and Dom on the last week, so whatever. I'm not surprised. They're trying to get the is. ratings. Uh, maybe, maybe they want to use that for ratings. I have given up on trying to understand uh, the direction of NXT 2.0. They gonna, they gonna put NXT 2.0 is is just NXT 2.0. That's why I call it Mellow Show. I just I, I focus on I focus on the good stuff. Focus on the good stuff. All right. Anyway. Uh, Candice LeRae's contract with WWE is still set to expire in the spring. Has not been renewed or frozen. I had heard that rumor actually the day of that one. Okay, so let's get to Thursday because this is this is going okay. All right, Finn Balor told BT Sport he missed time in late 2021 and early 2022, including the Raw Rumble, because he had to return to Ireland so he can get his work visa renewed. See, see, see. Stop jumping to conclusions out there just in case y'all was wondering why he wasn't there. I think I said something. I'm pretty sure I was like, outraged, but it didn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> don't matter now. Royal Rumble's old news. PW Insider sources at AEW confirmed that there was heat on Joey Janela. <laughs> and injuring, for injuring Eddie Kingston, there was an internal yes. belief that several talents had been hurt while working in the ring with him. Never heard this before. But when you tell, when you don't want to work there anymore, look at what comes out. I thought WWE was the only company that does this. Ah, but go away. Joey Janela said that he had heat because he had accidentally injured Eddie on some whatever the interview was. He said it himself. Who is who is the source that they're talking to when he said it himself? Yeah, I, that's fair. I don't. I guess they just wanted to say that to legitimize it because I guess the source is him. <laughs> the source is him. <laughs> the source is him. Uh, injuries happen. I just told y'all how I feel about him. So if that's why he had heat, whatever it is, what it is. Uh, I just wanted to point out that it's just funny that this is, this this is when it comes out when he was not on TV or when he was barely being used. And we all knew he had heat. I knew he had heat, but it wasn't because of that. I just thought it was because he because of the way he talked on Twitter or just like you know whatever you know at times. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know he's all. Man, he can make a great case about just how underutilized people like him is. And like I told y'all, 
When you have the Keith Lees, when you have the Adam Coles coming in, the Joey Janellas is not going to get booked, unfortunately. It ain't because Joey ain't good. It's just you don't have – again, Where you? what you going to do with it? What you going to do? Seriously. Him, him and Sonny Kiss had a whole little rivalry. Never made a lick of TV. Not even a highlight, I don't think. Maybe it did, but I missed it if it did. It did. So – because yeah. you know I'm all for whatever Sunday. They debuted the whole, like, you're right, a whole another one, woman that he was doing, that was going to be managing him. Never seen her on Dynamite. <laughs> no, really. It's what it is. Hey, I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just pointing out, you know, that these things happen in AEW too. That's all. Anyway, it's not clear if Jonathan Gresham will work for one or both of Tony Khan's companies. But Fightful reports that Gresham is currently in talks with Ring of Honor and... <laughs> And AW. Like, nigga, why They're you the same person? Why you just okay? Why you just ain't say both of them companies? <laughs> anyway, it said that there have been assets produced, which indicate that he'll be working for Khan in some fashion. Well, he, he was the ring, he was in Ring of Honor, so I didn't another thing that I figured. Brian Cage told Going Broadway Podcast he's pitched ideas for his return. And there is a plan. But I guess that's all I uh, that's about as much as I can throw around out there. I just got to wait and see. So there you go. He has an idea. He has pitched ideas. There's supposed to be a plan for his comeback. We will see how that comeback plays out. After word spread that he donated to Drake Wartz's political campaign, Biff Busick, formerly known as Or Ornie Lorcan, my boy Ornie, posted, well, I don't know if he's my boy because I don't know who this, I don't know who, who he who he's posed? They saying he's supporting. Anyway, the, he posted the crazy on red. dude that was like, "Don't put the mask on our kids because they can't breathe, and then people will gotcha. be able to sex traffic him." The referee, that's his name. Oh, ah, that's Drake. There you go. Now I know what you're talking about. Good point. Good point. Gotcha. He posted. Uh, Only was like, "Bro, I don't support uh, QAnon or whatever them people call." Uh, and they thought, and he just thought that he was just lending money to Drake. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Poor Oni, man. He's just trying to help somebody out. <laughs> and they, not, they got this man on a political campaign. <laughs> My boy Oni was like, hold on, bro. <laughs> like, what the hell? I was trying to help you out of a bind. You got my name. I, I don't even know nothing about. <laughs> what the hell going on? Anyway, Wrestling Observer Radio <laughs> said, I'm sure AW wants Bret. Uh, Meltzer said, I'm sure AW wants Bret Hart. All right. Okay. So, okay. What if he wants to? If Brett said he was open and free, I'm pretty sure every organization wouldn't mind having him around, you know. But anyway, uh, given the recent teaser that Brett might join AEW to manage FTR, why FTR? Why, yeah, I they already had a manager, like, I guess several. That, I guess not. I guess screw it. Uh, as well as oh, oh, because of the Owen Hart Cup thing, yeah, that makes a little sense. Uh, Meltzer noted that Hart won't come in as a heel. I mean, he's Brett fucking, he's Brett Hart. Ain't nobody finna boo Brett until he does something he'll work. And even then, I'll be like, ah, oh, it's Brett. Right. <laughs> Come on, Brett. He's great. Anyway, the source told Russell Votes there will be a WWE pay-per-view event in the, United, in the United Kingdom on Saturday, September 3rd at Principality Stadium in Wales. AEW All Out will take place that same weekend. Yeah, I saw that people trying to make it a battle. It's not. They in a whole other country. It's not really a battle. But, it's going to be a different time know, and I, everything. Yeah. And this is the same weekend. So if AEW all out is Sunday, is it really a battle if theirs on Saturday and yours on Sunday? 
No. So, whatever. Only a battle if they're doing it at the same time. And even then, uh, you know, one of them you're going well, one of them you're gonna pay li- like pay per view money, and the other one if you have Peacock, Premium you can live just watch. Man. Yeah, <laughs> like either way it go, I, I I will see both in my opinion. But whatever, that's me. I'm talking as a person who watches both. I'm not one of these people who only care about one or the other. Uh, so Matt Man's Andrew Zarian has been told by WWE writers that the job. Beats the creativity out of you. <laughs> Some of them have lost total confidence in themselves as a writer, despite previous experience working on top tier television shows. I ain't gonna lie. Some of the shit y'all come up with, or some of the shit they, that, that they decide to put on TV, because I don't know if this is everything y'all came up with. Y'all probably came up with stuff that's better. Y'all probably came up with stuff that's worse. I'm not gonna lie. Watching some of these shows sometimes, it'll knock the confidence out of me too. I ain't even gonna lie. Like, I, I, I understand completely. Do you know how easy it is to get writer's block when you don't know what the hell you writing about? <laughs> oh, my God. It's the yeah. easiest thing in the world. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, trust me. I believe you if that's the truth. I get it. Uh, based on an, exa- an exchange Zarion had with someone at USA Network about low NXT rating, it sounds like the network is fine with NXT bringing in six hundred to 650000 uh uh, 650,000 viewers each week. I don't think that's that bad of a range. Who's watching TV? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why everybody thinks you got to pull a meal. It's like the same thing they complain about AEW. Now, I think the last month or so, they, have been, they haven't been nowhere near. They, not nowhere near, but they just haven't been at the meal. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, 900,000 people every week is not bad. At all. It's about consistency, not the number. Yeah. And same thing, exactly. NXT is usually consistent. Like you said, consistently in the 600, 640, 650. So it is what it is. But, you know, we don't care about ratings. There's people out there who really, really do. And last but not least, we're out of here after this. Billy Gunn mentioned to uh, Wrestling Inc. Nick How- Wrestling Inc.'s Nick Hausman that with Tony Khan's permission, he recently filmed content for a future A&E documentary on Degeneration X. I wish you didn't have to ask permission to do that. I was in the stable. I shouldn't have to even tell you about it. I mean, whatever. Even if they paying me for this interview, do you really? Like, does that mean I'm, I'm, I'm turn coding because I'm talking about something that I did 20 years ago? Anyway, that's how the wrestling business works. He asked for the permission. Good on Billy. Uh, I'm sure the documentary will be fine. That was your rumors for the week. I know that's long-winded. It always is because I try to go down every day of the week. And it is what it is. Maybe the rumors will get more interesting as time goes on. Maybe they won't, and I'll keep shitting on them. Either way it goes, this was cool. Uh, anything you want to add? Yes. I just I, I just want to take a, a, a moment to um, acknowledge and, and remember that this past week we, yep. we lost um, a very special individual. Um, Scott Hall passed away this week. The bad guy. And... Um, we were, he was actually a really good guy. He, yes, really good. moniker aside, he was he was a good dude and um, very influential to both of us. Yeah, and I mean, I don't care what you say, especially if you grew up uh, like you around our age group. Scott Hall was one of the reasons why you watched. Yes, you know, uh, and if you're older and you remember Razor, if you were like us and you grew up writing that very very more very very popular NWO period and. You know, things he's done years later. <laughs> Hell, I even remember the great interviews him and Kevin Nash had, had post wrestling career. 
some of the greatest conversations ever, just listening to them to just talk and, you know, tell stories and, uh, you know, so yeah. Uh, but he fought, you know, that's another thing, you know, everybody kept talking about, you know, kick out and a lot of his sayings was just coming out to people. For, you know, you just, for, you don't even notice how, and then he has reach like Tanahashi all the way in Japan was like almost getting teary eyed talking about, you know, you know, how much, uh, what Scott Hall told him way back in the day was how much it meant to a young Tanahashi back then when they wrestled in 2001. So, yeah, it, it was very impactful. I'm glad you did that. Part of me wanted to open the show with uh my fa- one of my favorite themes, which is the instrumental of Razor Ramon's, his theme, you know, his his oh, interest. I love that song. It was just perfect. That's why I used to come out there with that little, that little lean. It's perfect because the song was so cool. Everything about Scott slash Razor was just so cool. You know, I don't know if any, I don't know if anybody got it down like that ever, like since or before him. Anybody was ever cooler, cooler Scott Hall? I don't think so. Don't and uh, you know, anyway, he they they the, you know the Angels or whatever just got 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 a cool dude and one of the greats. And you know, it is what it is. But uh, we talked about it though. After being after going through what he went through, he he got to get his flowers in the business. You know, uh, even the way he went is just like it's like one of those one of a kind things. Like he's one of a kind to the end, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. you know, getting let off the, the life support and then still being around for what another five six hours, seven hours, seven hours. Man, that's just like I said. And then like you said, the love. The same thing with Big E got injured. The love that you saw from everywhere, all walks of life. You know, for uh, for Sky Hall. Like- all it, walks of life. Great. You and you know we we talk about this all the time. You don't usually see uh, when whenever wrestlers or celebrities, depending on who it is, die. You don't see everybody from every like literally actors. Yeah, it didn't matter. Uh, rappers, everybody. Yeah. From different areas of life, we're like we we lost we lost somebody like really important. Yeah. Um. To this business, to this community, and um, yeah. It was. It was. It was good to see. You know, I. I would hope that he would knew. He knew, um, just how much people appreciated and loved him and respected him, to the very end. Yeah. And on that note, I really only have one thing to say. Adios. Anyong.